Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska, and this is today's Bible class. Today's Bible class is for our podcast listeners, designed to get us into God's Word every single day for about 13 minutes. That's not a great deal of time, but being in God's Word every day is essential to our faith staying strong and even growing because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. But being in God's Word consistently also helps us to have a better focus on life, a more spiritual outlook to be able to deal with everything that challenges us each day. It helps us to stay focused on a relationship with God and on our souls. You know people in your life who need to change their focus, don't they? Don't you? Probably some within your own family, in fact. Well, help them to come closer to God, to develop their faith, to get it stronger by sharing these short studies with them every day. You can do that through Facebook friends, text messages, maybe other technological means, but make up your mind to share with your family members, your work associates, your friends, your neighbors, with everybody you can. Help somebody get to heaven by sharing these short studies with them. That'll be a great blessing for them, but it will also be a great blessing for you. So make up your mind, make that commitment, follow through and start sharing these studies today. We're going to continue with our study asking the question, how can I come to the Lord? Well, the Lord has extended the greatest invitation that has ever been extended to anyone, and he extends it to all mankind in every generation. He said, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest for your souls. Oh, how we need that rest, that spiritual rest, that assurance, that hope, that peace, that confidence, that we are right with God. He goes on and says, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. Do you need to come to the Lord? The need is so pressing because of our sinfulness. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God, Romans 3 and verse 23. And the consequence of sin is death, Romans 6 and verse 23. Now the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. That's what we want in that same 23rd verse of Romans chapter 6, but we've got to deal with that reality of the sin first. The wages of sin is death. James chapter 1, verses 14 and 15 emphasizes that as well. Jesus came as our Savior to seek and to save that which was lost, he said, in Luke chapter 19 and verse 10. And Paul says the same thing. Jesus Christ came into this world to save sinners, 1 Timothy 1 and verse 15. Only God can forgive us. And Jesus came from God as our Savior to lead us to forgiveness and salvation through him. John 14 and verse 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He brought that gospel message of salvation, which has the power of God to salvation to everyone who believes. Romans 1 and verse 16. We can be forgiven and saved only through our Lord Jesus he who extended that invitation, come to me. How can I come to the Lord? Well, I must come to him 
in the way that God has laid out in his plan for my salvation. First, as we noted, I must come to him in absolute faith in him, believing with all my heart that he is God's son and my Lord and Savior. Jesus said, except you believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. In Acts, that's John chapter 8 and verse 24. In Acts 4 and verse 12, nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. I must come to him in humble recognition and admitting that I am lost in my sin and need forgiveness and salvation through him. In other words, I must come ready and seeking to repent of my sins. That is a commandment from God, Acts 17 and verse 30. And repentance is absolutely a prerequisite to my being forgiven. Repent and be converted that your sins may be blotted out, Acts 3 and verse 19. Now, I must also come to my Lord confessing my faith in him openly as God's son and my Lord and Savior. In Matthew chapter 10, verses 32 and 33, Jesus said, Therefore, whoever confesses me before men, him I will also confess before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, him I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. Jesus said we must openly confess our faith in him as God's Son and our Lord and Savior. An open admission or an open acceptance, declaration, I believe in Jesus as God's Son and my Lord and Savior. How important is that? Well, the Apostle Paul wrote in Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Now remember, we talked about this as to what it means to truly have faith in Jesus, to truly believe in him, to have saving faith that is obedient faith. Jesus learned obedience through the things which he suffered. And having been perfected, he became the source of eternal salvation to all who obey him. Hebrews 5, verses 8 and 9. Without obedience, faith is dead. It's dead. Faith that is absent obedience is not saving faith. We need to understand that. Now, I must come to him confessing my faith in him as God's son. It is extremely important that I openly own my Lord, acknowledge my faith in him. Now, someone might say, well, well why? Because I'm openly confessing I believe in Jesus to be God's son and my Lord and Savior. It's not something I should be ashamed of. It's not something I should try to hide. It's not something that I should try to just keep to myself, privately. No. You see, it's not only important for me to openly confess him as my Lord and Savior, but it's also important 
for other people around me to know that I have faith in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. They need to know that. Remember what Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 16? He said, you are the salt of the earth. Now, what's salt for? Well, one use of it is as a preservative, preserves meat. But also, and I think this is more what he was getting at, it's a seasoning influence. It makes things better. You're the salt of the earth. You're supposed to make things better around you because of your seasoning influence by virtue of you being a follower of mine. As we would make that application today, by virtue of you being a Christian. He goes on then in that same text and he says, you are the light of the world. You're the light of the world. You don't light a lamp and then put it under a bushel basket where nobody can see the light. But you put it on a lampstand. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Well, why? Because the lights of the city can be seen from a far distance. And then he goes on and says, let your light so shine that others may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. We're supposed to be shining lights of Christ, of Christianity, in the way that we live our lives. And fundamental to that is we need to openly confess him as our Lord and Savior. The Hebrews writer, he emphasized this in a very interesting way. In Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 23, he said, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Now that would correspond and would be certainly an application of what we just talked about, letting our light so shine, being seasoning salt not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Now, that 23rd verse, let us hold fast the confession of our hope. You see, confessing our faith in Christ is not just a one and done kind of situation. It's not a circumstance where we make a verbal confession one time and that's all to, that that's all there is to it but no we live that confession of faith just as we live a life that demonstrates our repentance from our sins we live a life that demonstrates openly our belief in and confession of our belief in Christ as God's son and our lord and savior a whole lot of people, they want the forgiveness, they want the salvation, they want the home in heaven without the commitment. They might say, oh, I believe in Jesus, I made that confession. An application that the Hebrews writer makes here is not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together. The understanding being, being together with the church as they assemble to worship God and study his word and teach his word. 
A lot of people, they just want to make the confession, talk about how much they love the Lord, but they don't want to have to make the commitment of being there, studying his word consistently with the church as they meet, and worshiping God with the church consistently as they meet together to do exactly that. When? The church comes together on the first day of the week, Acts chapter 20 and verse 7. The first day of the week to worship God, to partake of the Lord's Supper, to remember the sacrifice of Jesus and the cross, and also to tell the world around us he's coming again. And that is part of our holding on to our confession of hope, our confession of faith in Jesus Christ. I must come to him openly confessing my faith in him as God's son and my Lord and Savior. And that confession needs to be demonstrated, needs to shine forth through the way I live my life every day before him. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for sending Jesus to the cross to be the perfect sacrifice as our Savior, to, give a, to pay the price for the guilt of our sins. Thank you for sending him to bring to us the message of salvation through his gospel. Thank you, Father, for making the way for us to be forgiven and saved through him. Help us to humble ourselves, to come to him your way in faithful obedience, in repentance of our sins, and openly confessing our faith in him as our Savior. All to your glory, Father. Please forgive us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.